And last week I, I started to bring out the call of God, the silent call of God. It's one of the things that many of us, uh, in some degree or another, wrestle with and search, is finding the call of God, finding a sense of purpose for our life. And it, sometimes it can be such a, a slippery thing to try and discover that and know what that is. But when you find it, you, uh, you, your life just takes on a whole new sense of meaning. And uh, there was two words that are brought out, uh, yes, uh, three words. One was mik, mikvah and mikvah. They kind of look the same, but they, they look different, but they sound the same. But one of them de- describes living life as everything by coincidence or chance. The other one, mikvah, mikvah, is, is, a li- is a li- living your life knowing that the presence of God is with us all the time, whether we know God or whether we don't know God, that our lives are ordainedly divine, that there's a divine providence that is guiding every part of our life. And it's not always until often that we look back that we can see, actually, even through my darkest hours or the good times and the bad times, that actually Lord was had his hand upon my life all the way through. And he's brought us to this place at this time with this gifting, with these risks, with these dangers, with everything that is surrounding us today, not for us to remain silent, but to respond to his call. And today I want to help you on that journey, because for me, I'm also uh, on that journey as well, and I want to just help you unpack a little bit about uh, how I am sensing the call of God upon my life as well, because sometimes it's so, Sometimes you've just got to talk about it a little bit in order, in order for us to catch it. But one of the things I want to encourage us today, and, and something I was just reading before about the call of God, we, we took the, looked at that yes, uh, last week with Esther, that there's no mention of God in the book of Esther, yet Esther was used powerfully by God. It was interesting, when you look at the word um, call, uh, it's spelled vikra or wikra, however you want to pronounce it, but it's the way that it is spelt with the silent A on the end or the small, it's called an aleph, or it's a, it's a, it's a little part of the alphabet there, which, which is a, almost like a word picture which describes that sometimes the call of God is audible, but sometimes the call of God is not so audible. Sometimes you have to have, in fact, many of the time, you have to have ears that are willing to listen, ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart that is open to be able to hear the voice of God speaking to us. Sometimes God speaks in a thunderous voice. The Bible describes his voice as like the sound of many waters. But sometimes the voice of the Lord is like a gentle whisper in our heart. And unless we have our ears to hear, we won't hear it. That we will live our life just out of uh, going from one thing to the next and, and, and not being able to see the pattern or plan of God within us. So the story of uh, 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 Esther, it's amazing that they lived in a place where uh, the, the presence of God in, in the Old Testament was confined to a geographical position. In other words, it was, it was confined to land, it was confined to a, te- a temple. When, pe- when the people of God were outside that, it felt like God was distant. And it's amazing that Mordecai had an ear to hear, that when he heard that sound, that something inside of him must have heard had an ear that was tuned to hear the voice of the Lord to say, just maybe God has brought her to this place at this time to make a difference. And it's amazing that this, that he never spoke directly to Esther. He never spoke directly to Esther. There was no way could he could enter, even enter into the king's palace. He was outside that. So the way Esther heard the voice of God, heard the call, was through this, through, through an, a eunuch. The only way that the message could go from Look at the path of the message. The message went from God to Mordecai, who had an ear to hear. Mordecai sent the message through a eunuch, and the eunuch was the one that transferred the message to Esther. Sometimes God sends his messages and speaks to us in some crazy ways. <laughs> if you don't want to know, if you don't know what a eunuch is, just just do a little Google search, and they'll. 
I'll tell you what a eunuch is. But for me, I'm really sensing the call of God. For me, I'm one that I've never heard an audible voice from heaven speak to me about what I should do. But one of the things I do feel is this. I often feel the sense, the, the still small voice of the Lord. And that's the one I want to just to encourage you again this morning. One of the things I was just reading about and I was just weighing up about was this, that there are three different calls from God. As I started to meditate on this, I, discussed, I started to consider the, the different calls because God calls us in different ways. One, one of the first calls is this, is that Jesus calls us to him and it's a call of redemption and repentance. That's one of the calls of God. Uh, when God calls us, he calls us through his Holy Spirit. He calls us into a place of redemption, uh, reconciliation, and repentance. In other words, when you feel that sense inside of you to come and get your life right with God, maybe it's to you feel in your heart to come to church. Actually, that is the call of God. That is a, a gentle whisper in your heart. I know some people that have come here, and they just heard a voice saying, you need to come to this church. There's a call of God that brings us into reconciliation and it brings us into repentance. That's one call of God. There's another call that I believe is this. I mean, I'm just trying to encapsulate it really simply here. I believe another call of God is this, that, that where Jesus calls us to follow him. So there's one, there's a call of reconciliation, there's a call of repentance, but there's a call to follow Jesus. Jesus, when he was walking on this earth, he called people to follow him. And I... I, I, I I see that as the call for relationship and discipleship. It's one thing to reconcile. It's another thing to disciple. And so Jesus called many people to follow him. Jesus called many people into the path of discipleship. Some people did and some people didn't. Jesus is still calling people into repentance. He's still calling people into reconciliation. And he is still calling people into become a disciple or a follower of him. In other words, he's always calling us into deeper relate. We even just singing that song. You call me still, you call me still into deeper. That's a call of God in relationship and into intimacy. That is another call of God. The other call of God, which I want to just uh, speak on today, is uh, the call for purpose. And so the call that came to Esther was a call for purpose. It was primarily a call, it was a call for purpose. It was a call for a mission. It was a call to come up and rise up and do something. And all of us will hear the call of God in many different ways but you can encapsulate it into one of those three. One of the things I want to just talk about today is that, that call for purpose, because I sense in my heart, for me, uh, I feel the Lord speaking to me in my heart about this, but also speaking to us as a church about this as well. And I want to just unpack, there's a call for purpose. And it's the sense of purpose that gives our life a great sense of meaning and fulfillment. A lot of people, they can, they can have a, a relationship with the Lord, they can pray, they can... Uh, they come to church, but never discover or never really fully understand or see and experience the sense of purpose in their life. And today, I want to be able to help you on that journey. I can't provide all the answers for you because I'm still working it out myself, but I want to just help you on this journey a little bit. One of the things we discovered was this, that we can be good at many things. There's a lot of things all of us can do with our hands or with, in sense of creati creativity. But what gives life direction and meaning is a sense of mission, something that we are called to do. We talked about last week about there's a couple of guys, um, Victor Frankel, I think, and um, another guy, Eddie, both uh, came in difficult situations. One guy was a, a clothing salesman. But actually, one, one of the things he discovered in his life that his life became... He thought his life was just going along like this, but actually God had a much greater plan for it. And it came to a point where he was one of the key people, a, a, a clothing salesman, and not a very good one at that either, 
was one of the key people that was able to bring two other people together and form the nation of Israel as we know it today. So God has a purpose for every one of our lives. If he can do it for a clothing salesman, a curtain salesman, whatever. He can do, there's a call of God for all of our lives. And it's up to us really to discover that and walk in that. Let me help you on this. It gives our life a sense of mission. It's something that we are called to do. The significance of this is in the opening word of the book of Leviticus. When we looked at the, the word um, waikra, it actually the, the, it means Leviticus. Or when you look at the word Leviticus, the, I mean, I don't know if you've ever read the book of Leviticus, but it, it's one of those books that there's a whole bunch of sacrifices in it. And I'm going to unpack this for you a little bit, really simply. That the whole book, the, the starting of the book of Leviticus simply is called the call. Leviticus means the call or it means that he called. And the very first words of Leviticus chapter 1, verse 1, is this, that he called Moses. He called Moses, and he's still calling people today. He's calling you, and he's calling I, and he's calling us. It's amazing that when you consider it, that God would invite human beings to become his partners and ambassadors in the outwork of his plan and purpose for our, for our world. It's an amazing thing that God would choose any person, he would use a donkey, he would choose a flooring carpet, a, a clothing salesman, a truck driver. It doesn't matter where you are in life, it doesn't matter what your vocation is. God calls every person for a sense of purpose. And I want to help us un- un- uncover that a little bit more. If we look carefully at the, word, the verse, we see that this, its construction is quite odd. You look at the way that Leviticus chapter 1 and verse 1 is, is, is put together. You, it kind of repeats itself, but it doesn't actually repeat itself. If you look at it, it says, we've got it up here on the, on the screen, Levit- Leviticus 1 verse 1, it says, he called to Moses. Somebody say, he called. He called. And Moses spoke to him from the temple of meeting, from, from, the, from the tent of meeting. So you've got two things, two statements that kind of sound the same. It's almost like he repeats himself, but he doesn't repeat himself. One, he says, he called, and then he spoke to him from the, from the tent. It's kind of one of those scriptures that you could just look straight across and never really capture the meaning of it. But actually, there's, a, there's a quite a bit of a difference here between being called and God speaking to us. It's, the first phrase seems to be redundant. It's like, God spoke to Moses, why also say he called? What's the difference between the two? And then it goes on to a whole bunch of uh, laws and sacrifices and bits and pieces like that. I want to encourage you, uh, you, I mean, you can read, there's a whole bunch of meaning within the whole book of Leviticus but it is totally encapsulated in, that, in those first couple of lines and in the name of the book. He called. He called Moses. He called Esther. He called David. He called Samuel. He called Isaiah. He called Jeremiah. He called people all the way through the Bible for a sense of purpose. And friends, today he's still calling people. He's calling individuals. He calls us as a body, as a church, for a purpose as well. It's up to us whether we have ears to hear and a heart that is open and eyes to see. My encouragement and my prayer to you today that you would live your life with a sense of mikra, that God is with you, that God is present. doesn't matter how far he seems at times, he is always there and he is with you. If you have ears to hear, he will speak to you about your situation. It may be a, a still small voice, but you will hear his voice. And I want to encourage you to this. The answer is this, that God's call to Moses was something prior and different to what God went on to say. When God calls you, it often doesn't contain many details. And if you're a detailed-orientated person, it's quite frustrating. 
But often the call of God doesn't have too many details around it. But when it goes on to say God spoke, that's when the details came. So first of all came the call. Second came the details. And one of the things I found was this. is For me personally, whenever I've sensed the call of God, God never gave me too many details on it. He just said, I'm calling you for this. Or I want you to come to this. I want you to do this. And I was like, well, what do you want me to do? And then the details came later. <laughs> I don't know if you find that, but it's kind of like, it can be incredibly frustrating. But actually, that's the way God often works. And it's that walk of faith that we hear his call, that we hear his voice, we respond to that, and then the details can come. Uh, Jesus said, let's hop on the boat, let's go over the other side. Detailed people would say, have we got the life jackets? What time is that ETA? What time is this? Have you checked the weather? Have you checked this? Have you checked that? Have we got enough food on the boat? Have we got a plan? Have we got an emergency plan? Have we got a risk assessment? Have we done a health and safety assessment or anything like that? Jesus said, just get on the boat. (laughs) We're going there. And I don't know about you, but sometimes, in fact, most of the time, that's how I sense God speak to me. You're going to do that. But what about this? Or what about this? What about this? You're going to do this. For me, this is where I'm feeling in my own heart personally right now, and this is where I'm feeling for us as a church. I felt the call of God. It's interesting that unlike God, like, not unlike God's first call to Moses at the burning bush, he called him to undertake a task that would literally define and shape his life. And it's the call of God that shapes or defines our life. And when we understand, we respond to that. When we live our life with awareness that he is always calling us to do something, to be somebody, to love somebody, to be a blessing to somebody. Or all the time, when we live our life according with that awareness, you'll find that God is, has always been there. And God is always wanting to use us. It's unlike God's... Uh, so the call of God on Moses' life was simply this. The, the call was to bring his people out of slavery. Bring my people out of slavery and into a place of promise. That was the whole call of God upon his life. If you look at the book of uh, Leviticus, when it comes back to that, it's just the first word that really involves Moses, the call. So Moses was a leader. He was not a priest. The rest of the book of Leviticus was about priestly duties. It's got, it had really nothing to do with Moses. Moses was involved in it. Or the details, he was involved in it, he had his hand on it, he was the mouthpiece. But actually it was his brother's role as the priest to be the, to, to the, the priestly services. One of the things you find is this, that God has a call on your life and you also have a vocation. You have a call and a vocation. And, and, and often in the Western, Western world we see our vocation as something that we do and we don't often see it as part of the bigger picture. But actually the word vocation comes from, it's not a secular word at all, it becomes, from, it becomes from a Greek word which means the call. So whatever vocation we were involved in, whether it's being a mouthpiece in the, in the temple or whether it's being something over here, actually there is always a greater call that's over our life. Wherever we are in our life, wherever we are, whether we're a lawyer, a doctor, a musician, wherever we are in life, there is something that we do, there is a vacation, but there is always a higher call. You're never in the place, I believe, by this. When you're, you live your life according to the belief that God is always with us, his, his divine providence is always upon our life, regardless of our choices that we make. He is always there. When we live our life according to that, that means that wherever I am at any given time, that God has put me there and God has designed that I am there. Even in the job that you are doing, it is not by chance that you are living and you are working in that job. It's not by chance that you're in the school. It's not by chance that you have 
the, the, the parents that you have. It's not by chance that you are the color, the shape. Nothing of, is, of that is by chance. You may think that, but actually there's a much higher call for every one of our lives. And the day that we can discover that and start to walk in that is the day our life starts to have a, a greater sense of meaning. What I do here as a church, is, and, and the church is the pastor, there's a vocational part to it, but there's a greater call that's over that as well. And I wanna, I'll, I'll, I'll unpack that a little bit for you for what that means to me. But every person here is called by God in some way. For some people it can be a, a, quite a big thing, but for other people it's a vessel. But every one of us, is called by God to this time at this place. Now I pray that today we all would have ears to hear. And I was, so he says, to, essentially he's saying this, you are a priest and you're involved in it, but it's not your main call. We tend to take the concept of a vacation is that every grant, for granted every culture has an idea, but actually it comes from, that, uh, it comes from the, uh, the Greek, uh, a, a, a Christian perspective of, of a task being set by God. And we see the call of God, we see the, great call, the, the overriding call of God all the way through the Bible. We look at, for example, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. Isaiah is having a vision of the Lord, and then he hears the Lord speaking. I don't know, it doesn't say who he's speaking to, but he's putting the word out there. He's saying, who will go for us? Whom shall we send? There's a job, there's a task, there's an assignment that needs to happen. There is a people that needs to be reached. Whom shall I send? Isaiah had an ear to hear. And he was the first, he was the, he, he, his response was immediate and full-hearted. Here am I, Lord, send me, I will go. Here am I, Lord, send me. He had to have ears to hear and a heart that is willing to respond. The moment that he did that, the angel, he, was, he was used powerfully by God. And in the book of Isaiah, you start to see how his, his life started to unfold. He was one of the great prophets of the Old Testament. Another one he said in, in, a, in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, God said to him, he said, Before I formed you in the womb, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I called you as a prophet, as a nation. The call of God upon our lives has been, it is a, the best way to describe it would be this. It's almost like it's poised in eternity. Just like you and I today, in every part of our life, we're always living in the present, that we have a, an unknown future in front of us, but we have our known past behind us. All of us are living in the present right now where we make choices and we're guided by, uh, by, by influences. But actually in that space of time that we live in, We've got to understand that God lives outside that space. He's not constrained by time. And outside that space of time, that's the call of God. And it's our response to that, whether we become aware of that. And knowing that before you and I were even born, before you and I were even formed in my mama's womb, God had a plan for our life. God called us before that happened. So that call is always over our life. The call is always there. God is always calling. God has always has formed us. God has formed you and fashioned you in a way that only you can fulfill that call that God has for your life. And the day that we discover that, the day that we start to understand that, it's where our life starts to take meaning. Let me explain to this. For some of us, we think, for, for us, like for many of us, when we read that scripture, we see the call being on Jeremiah. But actually... There was a womb involved as well. Without the womb, there would be no Jeremiah. 
So there was somebody that was called to be the prophet. But there was another person who was also called to be the womb that carried the prophet, that nurtured the prophet, that believed in the prophet, that loved the prophet. Even before that call had already been manifest, even before they were even aware that there was even a call there, there was somebody that was assigned by God to carry that call in their womb. And for us, for many of us today, sometimes... You may be called as a prophet, but you may also be called as the womb or the vessel that carries that. Whatever part you play in that, it doesn't, it, it, the only thing that really matters is that you understand that God has called you to that. I was, just as I was meditating on this, I was, I was considering my, my granddad, my, my dad's dad. My granddad fought in the war, and... Even to the end of his life, it wasn't, to, it wasn't to the end of his life that this happened, that he started to discover why God kept him alive. I used to listen to war stories. He used to tell me stories about uh, how there was a 100% chance that he was going to be shot more than once. <laughs> there was a 100% chance that he was about to be blown up more than once. But in every occasion, he was telling me this. He said, every occasion, it was like there was a divine hand that intervened. If it wasn't for Pop, there wouldn't be my dad. If it wasn't my dad, there wouldn't be my mum. There wouldn't be any of this. You see, the providence of God, and sometimes it wasn't to the end of his life that it, when he started to become aware of what had come from his seed and from the womb, that he started to become aware that maybe his life, maybe that God kept him, maybe that God kept him alive for a particular purpose. There was times when he heard the voice, he heard a voice out of nowhere in the midst of a, a fierce battle where he could hear a voice say, stop, that was it. So he stopped. Stopped right in front of a, a, a mound full of mines, literally within a foot away. There was another time where he was about to deliver a message from this place to that, mess, that place there was a 100% chance that they were going to be shot along the way. They were surrounded by the enemy. But the moment he decided to leave, the moment that they felt to go, he said a cloud descended and covered them and hid them and enabled them to get through. All these situations, it baffled him for his whole life. Baffled him, wondering why he was even, he should have been even faced a firing squad. But even then he escaped that as well. Why? It wasn't by any chance. Some people look at that and say it was just chance. Actually, no, 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 it wasn't chance because before you were in your mother's womb, <laughs> before you were even formed in your mother's womb, in other words, way before, before that, I have called you, I have formed you, I have sanctified you, I have called you as a prophet, I have called you as a pastor, I have called you as a musician, I have called you as a businessman, I have called you as somebody to bring hope to the world around you, I have called you as a preschool teacher, I have called you as a person to bring hope into young kids, I have called you to believe in people, I have called you to open up new territories in the world, I have called you to nurture, I have called you to be a mum, I have called you to be a dad, I have called you to raise up generations, I have called you... To, to, to hold and nurture destiny in your life. Your life is not an accident. All the time through Scripture you see God calling people. I was laughing with Pastor Luca the other day about it, about the call of God. And even he said, Jesus, Jesus even caught a donkey. So you all go over there and find that man with the ass over there. 
Ask him for his ass. In fact, don't even ask him. Take it. If God can call a, a donkey, just for the sake of... If God can call a donkey fit for his purpose to carry a king, you may be a, have a history as a drug addict. You may be, have a history as a prostitute. You may have, have had a history of failure. You may be, have a whole bunch of stubborn ideas and stubborn ways. But maybe God has called you in the midst of all that. Maybe you've had a string of failures. Maybe you look like an ass. Maybe you behave like one. But God still calls you. Even the ass had the ear to hear. There's nobody that God has not called for a purpose. It may be a purpose. It may be one significant thing in life that literally shifts the course of, of time. Or it may be God has called you to be a womb, to carry, to nurture. Shout out to all your mums out there. Your daddies too, you should be there. There's something about being a mum. Every mum in their heart and their womb, they carry destiny, they carry hope. I take my hat off so much to, to the people that have served in our, our kids' ministry out the back there and the different places of the church. It's not just a, a babysitting club. It never has been. It's a ministry that nurtures, that fosters the call of God, that nurtures. Who knows what's lie in the heart of those people there? Who knows what lies in the... I was just thinking, I was watching two kids. Uh, in fact, I, walked all, I watch all the kids in the service. I look at each one of them and I think, I wonder what God has placed inside of your life. I wonder, even you may not have a daddy, you may not have a mummy, you may be struggling in life, but I wonder what God has called you to be. I wonder what destiny that God has wrapped up inside of you. That it's up to us to create that environment to help nurture that out. One of the things you know about, one of the things I, I just want to help unpack this a little bit more for you. Every one of us has a, is called to do something unique. Each situation in life only occurs once. There are things that are similar issues that occur, like you can have more than one kid, for example, but you'll only have one of those kids that you've got. There are situations that you'll find, you'll only discover them once. They'll only come across your, your path once. It's up to us to make the most of that situation. There are people here that God brings into this house, and it's just sometimes it's a matter of this. Welcome, Heidi Mai. Welcome home. Welcome home. Let me introduce you to this person. You just don't know, I know for a fact that this, there have been people that have come into this house. I have just gone out, I've just welcomed them, introduced them to somebody else, and just out of that introduction alone, it has been financially profitable for those people. It has helped them, it has unfolded destiny. It's, it's been a, a part of the process of unfolding God's plan upon their life. Never in your heart just ignore a strange person. Never in, a, in our heart should we shut our heart to somebody that's a little bit different to us because we don't know who God brings upon our path at this particular time. Maybe, and I believe this in my heart, that there is not a person in this room here right now that God has not brought you here for such a time and a place as this. With all, with all our stubbornness, with all our junks, with all our good things, God brings us together to fulfill a mission as individuals, but also collectively. I know he's called me to do some things as well. 
It's no accident that Leviticus begins with a call. Because if you look at the whole book of Leviticus, it starts with a single call. And then the, whole, the rest of the book of Leviticus is full of sacrifices. You can go through every individual sacrifice, but I want you to just uh, take a big picture of this, that the call of God upon your life involves sacrifice. A whole lot of it. <laughs> You're a mum here today. You nurture a kid inside of you. Your life changes. To become a mum, it's a life of sacrifice, huh? I mean, you sacrifice everything. People, women sacrifice careers. They sacrifice their bodies. They sacrifice... I mean, your mamas know what I'm talking about. <laughs> your mamas know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you go through years of pain to be able to get to that place where you can nurture something in your heart. You understand sacrifice, mums. And none of that sacrifice, every bit of that sacrifice is worth it. Even though the kid be annoying sometimes. Yeah, you know. Even though there can be some troubles along the time, actually, you still nurture because you know that destiny, that future lies within the heart of that child. One of the things about the call of God is this. One, it starts with a still small voice, but there's a whole pile of sacrifice that goes with it. And when you understand the call, when you hear the call, when you know in your heart that you've been called for this, the sacrifice will go, you, you will pay any price to see that call fulfilled. It's no coincidence that the call, God caught, starts us with a call, but there's a whole pile of sacrifices. We are willing to make sacrifices when we sense that there is a specific role or a task that we are called on to do. Friends, for me right now, I've, I, I pastor the church, but actually my, the call of God I'm feeling upon my life is this. Is this. One, I sense that in our nation, our nation needs a fresh move of God. People all over the place, our nation needs to experience the, the, the supernatural power of God. The reason why I, I put my hand up to to respond to this conference and to host this conference is for one reason and one reason only. Because I felt the whisper of God say, if you don't stand up, one, somebody else will. I've called you to lead the charge. on the, I've called us as a church to lead the charge on this. Because your destiny is tied up in it. That is why, look, I tell you right now, to put this conference on, I tell you, there is frustration and toughness at every corner. I tell you, there are time, I was sitting outside, of my, outside on my deck last night and other nights looking up at the sky thinking, why should I be doing this? People are unresponsive. People are dragging their feet. People are doing this. People are, are cold in their hearts. Why am I doing this? Why do I have to lose my mind over this? Why do I have to spend so much? Why do I have to sacrifice my reputation? Why do I have to put so much out on here? Because I've called you to do it. That's why. Because I feel the call of God in my heart. There was no booming voice. It was a tender whisper. You got this. The other one I feel in my heart is this. I felt the call to, to father people. 
People are needing a spiritual dad. We don't need a CEO of an organization. People everywhere are looking for a father to be able to help them and to be able to nurture them. To have to help them discover and help bring forth the call of God upon their life. I've had conversations with different ones, locally here and across the nation. And in the midst of that, I heard the voice. I heard the prompting. For sometimes it was a person saying, expressing a feeling. And for others, it was an observation. In the midst of that, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, I want you to be a dad to these people. I want you to get around their life. I want you to gather them up. I want you to nurture what I've placed inside of here. And I'm not going to just confine it to this church, but I know that there are other pastors, there are other men of God in this nation that are looking for a dad, a spiritual father, somebody to believe in them, somebody to help be the womb, somebody to help be the seed, somebody to help be that person that will lift them up, to believe in them, to be the dad, to be the, be the one that calls them forth into the plans of God. Help them discover the call of God. So for me in my heart, that's what I felt the Lord speaking to me about. It didn't come from a booming voice from heaven. It came from the still whisper. It came from the, the prompting of the Holy Spirit and conversations with people. That's how I'm discovering the voice of the Lord. That's how I'm hearing the voice of the Lord. When you hear Samuel, when Samuel was a boy, before he started his ministry, he heard the call of God three or four times. It was so familiar. And sometimes it, the Lord calls us a few times, more than once, because sometimes we're not always listening. <laughs> sometimes the call of God is so familiar. It sounds so familiar we could think it was somebody else. When you look at Samuel, when he first heard the call of God, it was just one word, Samuel. And he thought it was Eli. And then he heard the voice again, Samuel. He got up again and thought it was Eli's. And then they go back to bed. The third time, Samuel. Maybe the Lord is calling you. Sometimes you've got to hear that voice a couple of times to respond. But each time Samuel responded, he just thought it was something different. And that's often how the call of God is like. Sometimes we can mistake it for another voice that is familiar. It's a voice that calls us by name. It's a, it's a soft voice. It's a it's a loving voice. It's not a harsh voice. It's not a critical voice. It's not an angry voice. It's a voice that calls us by name. Aaron. Tavani. Pat. Sharon. John. I'm calling you. I'm calling you. I'm calling you to be a dad. I'm calling you to be a mum. I'm calling you forth to do this, to be this. And if we would respond, I can tell you right now, destiny will be unfolded. You'll be able to look back in your, your life and say, wow, my life has got a sense of purpose. Today I want to encourage us with this, just as we finish. For each and every one of us, God has a, a purpose, a work to perform, a kindness to show, a gift to give, a love to share, a loneliness to ease, a pain to heal or broken lives to help men. Discerning that role, discerning that purpose and hearing God's call is what gives life meaning and purpose. Every one of us has got a sense of that purpose on our life. My encouragement to us today, would we have a heart that is open, eyes to see and ears to hear 
that wherever you are, at whatever time, at every moment, that God has called you for such a time as this. Maybe it's just to reach out to the person next to you. Maybe it's to work, reach out at somebody at work. Maybe it's your call to, to, to foster a young person, to, to bless somebody. I can't name it all for you. But every one of you has got a gift to give. Every one of you has got a call. And maybe it's just to be a part of this journey. I know that we couldn't do this without all of us working together. We couldn't put on a conference like this without all of us working together. There's that Maori proverb. It says, you bring your food basket and I bring my food basket and together the people will thrive. Every one of us here today has got something in their food basket. Will you bring it to the table today? Let's work together and let's believe that God will use us to do something great in our nation, whether it's just being a good mum and a good dad or whether it's standing up and making policy shifts or making, uh, facilitating a move of God in the nation, whatever it is, whether it's being the donkey, whether it's being the prophet, whether it's being the pastor, whatever it is, would we have ears to hear? God is calling us forward today. Come on, we just stand up to our feet this morning. Why don't you just lift your hands in this place? Heavenly Father, I thank you today that you you call us at every moment. I thank you, Lord, that today you call us into relationship. You call us into a repentance. You also call us into fellowship and relationship. Today you're also calling us into purpose. Today, Lord Jesus, we ask that you help us to give us ears to hear, that we hear your call on our life today. Lord, that we would not just hear your call, but we would respond to your call today. Lord, that we would respond when it's time to stand up. Lord, we would stand up. When it's time to love, that we would love. When it's time to, to give, that we would give. I thank you, Lord, that you've called us as individuals, that you've called us together as a family. Today, Lord, we make a decision in our heart that would respond to your call. And Lord, we pray today that you would use our life powerfully in Jesus' name. Lord, whether it be the donkey, whether it be the prophet, whether it be a mum, whether it be the womb, whether it be a dad, Lord, use us. Lord, let us live for their consciousness. Lord, let us live for the awareness that every part of our life, Lord, that you have ordained, that every part of our life, Lord, that you are calling on us. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be part of your great plan for redemption in this world. Lord, we commit this week to you. Lord, as we go to Auckland, Lord, as we step out and do something for our nation, Lord, as we respond to your call, Lord, we trust that you will meet us on the water. Lord, we trust today that you would use us powerfully, that you would use us as vessels to bring hope to this nation. Lord, that you would use us, Father, as vessels to bring life into the desolate places. Lord, that you would use us to bring life into those lives that have been slain. Lord, that you would use us as an incubator. Lord, that you would use us as a church 
to be the womb to bring forth destiny into our nation today in Jesus' name. Father, today we speak over our nation. We command you to be blessed today in Jesus' name. Father, we speak over our region. We call you to be blessed today in Jesus' name. I speak over this church, over every family, every household, every child, every man, woman and child. I speak blessing over your life today. I call you forth as the man and the woman, as the man and the woman, as the child that God has called you to be in Jesus' name. I bless you today. I bless you with every spiritual blessing. I bless you with the blessing of eternity today in Jesus' name. Let the breath of God breathe upon every life in this place today in Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship Him today. Let's worship Him today. more thing, why don't you just, just take the hand of the person next to you. Just while you hold their hand, I want you to just think this in your heart. This person is a gift of God into my life today. Destiny lies in the heart of that person. That person has been brought into my life, not by accident, but God has brought them into my heart. Father, today we thank you for family. We thank you for this church family here. We thank you, Lord, for the wider body of Christ. Lord, as a Father, Lord, I just speak your blessing by every household here today in Jesus' name. I speak blessing, I speak peace. Lord, may every one of us hear your voice in our lives today. Calling us up, telling us that you love us. Calling us into deeper relationship with you, Lord. Lord, let blessing and peace rest upon every home here today. 
In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, come on, all God's people said, come on, why don't you turn around and offer somebody?